You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey, take the podcast experience you're about to have to the next level. Join our That Story Show patrons and get your bonus content and more at patreon.com slash that story show. This is Drew and you're listening to That Story Show where they tell funny life stories as if nobody's listening. Hey, could be worse. Could be two F-brothers telling the whole story. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who's was cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people. This is that story show where we're telling hilarious real life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 313 brought to you the week of September 26, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. My good friend is here. Yes, my name is John and I am dancing with myself. Uh, 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 oh. oh, wow. Bum, 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 bum. I'm dancing on the ceiling, song. actually, myself. So oh, what a feeling. We're both dancing. Yeah. It's so awkward. It's Well, at least we're in separate rooms. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've also got my sunglasses on because where I'm at, it's nighttime. You wear your sunglasses at night? I do. Wow. I do. So that you can see? So I can. So I can. Yeah. I don't remember the last verse of the lyrics. So. <laughs> I, yeah. I forgot that part, too. Well, anyway, but welcome. If the song was actually playing, I would remember it. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Welcome. Thank welcome you. to the show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You are special to us, and we are glad to be here. We always start with an opening story, and this one's no exception. This one's called Campfire. It's from a guy that calls himself the fiddle rock star from Harlem, Manhattan, New York City, New York. There's a, wow. lot, of, there's a lot of places to live in right there, right there. Um, he says, I love your podcast, and I've listened to over 150 episodes over the course of your podcast in a completely random order, so I have a pretty good sense of the evolution of the podcast. And I've enjoyed it every step of the way. I have listened to your podcast uh, since 2016. uh, But last year I started taking the subway to school and I have an hour commute each way. So I listen to at least two episodes every day. I'm so addicted to your Mm -hmm. podcast that even when I forget my headphones, I just listen on the subway on low volume and the people next to me get really (laughs) mad. Oh, oh, no. yeah, hey, you know what? We're live right now on a subway oh, in New York. He's an LBB. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, don't do that, man. People hate us. Will hate us because of you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They're gonna love us after they hear this episode. Uh, I Let's guess just so. Just if you're doing that, stop. Hey, everybody on the train, it's not our fault. Don't hate us. All right. I'm an observant Jew, so I go to a Jewish outdoor adventure camp in the Rockies of Colorado. It's an amazing camp. We slept, ate, and pretty much did everything in tents, so there was only the need for one building. It had all the offices, the dining hall for younger kids, the gear storage for our backpacking, biking, and rock climbing trips, uh, the laundry room, and the safe with all the campers' money's phone, and such. Man, it sounds like Mm. they're doing a lot of stuff at this camp. Yeah bike riding and camping and rock climbing and that sounds like fun all we actually. all do all we did was go to the altar every night so yeah, <laughs> christian camps a little different the Rockies of colorado yeah i mean i'm I, 
got a lot more opportunities to do cool stuff. One Sunday afternoon, we passed the counselor's lounge with my counselor and I asked him, hey, were we ever allowed to go in? And he says, no, including a condition that we thought up if lightning surrounded us. And the only way we could wouldn't die is if we went in. That night, a dryer exploded in the laundry room and started to burn the building. We were all immediately escorted into the counselor's lounge, (laughs) which was a disappointment, actually. (laughs) So we were told what was happening. The dryer had been overworked and it exploded. One person had been sleeping in the building and he smelled the smoke and ran out in his underwear, got in his pickup truck (laughs) and went around screaming, fire, fire. And when the various counselors who heard him, they went around waking up the kids and the fire was just growing bigger and bigger at that point. So all the kids were brought over to a field a quarter mile away from the fire on the way there, though, we had to pass the building bursting with 40 feet of flame. Whoa. We were walking a hundred feet away at least, but it felt like we were within an inch of a giant bonfire. Finally, we got to the field. The counselors had brought as many sleeping bags as they could to keep the kids warm since it must have been 25 degrees out. We sat, we sat there for hours watching the flames dance. Uh, being middle schoolers, even that got old quick. And since we had nothing better to do, here's where it gets interesting. We decided to start singing. And instead of sad, mournful songs, we sang happy, upbeat songs. And we started to dance <laughs> oh, as we watched no. our camp burn down with the rising of the sun. <laughs> that's gotta be a beautiful sight (laughs) bunch of jewish kids singing a song it's almost tribal you know it's like yay (laughs) it's like what i always imagined i would do if my school burned down you know you just go there just to dance on the on the ashes i don't know right right kick them up in the air none of the camp animals died except for the underwear man's four pet snakes oh that's tragic moment of silence there It started to rain, and all of us were really tired, so they brought the entire camp, which was 200 kids, into a tiny tool shed. And all the kids went into a fetal position and squeezed into the shed. Then another group did the same thing, stacked on top of the previous kids. We ended up about three layers of this. No one actually slept, but after an hour in the morning sun, we toppled out of the shed to find that the fire had been put out by the fire department. The big problem now was that we had no food, no supplies, or pretty much anything else in the entire camp. The director decided to evacuate us to a synagogue in Denver, and then we were moved to a different camp for the last two weeks. Man, it's a long camp, too. This is like a good night. Wow. How many weeks total? Like, the parents of the kids here, where I live in Georgia, they would have picked the kids up while the building was still burning. Yeah, it's true. Oh, my kid's coming home with me tonight. Well, I'd imagine if you're sending your kids to a a camp that's in the mountains, they probably flew there. Yeah, that's a good point. You you remember in uh, the original, uh, uh, what is it called? Original Parent Trap? That kind of camp? That's what I'm imagining here. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you get sent there. You know, send your kids off on a train and a plane to get there. Yeah. yeah. So while in the synagogue, we were allowed to make a phone call. My brother and I called our father's cell phone, but at the time he was on a hike with no signal. So it went to voicemail and here's what we said. Hi, just want to let you know our camp burned down. <laughs> we're going to a new, <laughs> we're, but we're going to a new camp soon. Bye. <laughs> my mother thinks that's the best message in the whole world. Hope you enjoyed my story. I I already have unintentionally written this story in a middle schooler style. No, you have not. You did very well. Yeah, that's the best middle schooler story I've ever ever I mean, heard. For one, it's yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. He says, but I think it would be even funnier if James told this story in a random camper's perspective, in the in the middle school voice. I love your podcast, and it would be cool if this got on the show. Thank you for reading by the fiddle rock star, Hallam. Manhattan, New York City, New York. Okay, so this is my voicemail message. Mom, um, our camp burned down. I was sleeping in a tent with Charlie, and all of a sudden, this guy in his underwear drove by his truck, and he's like, fire, fire! <laughs> and I was like, holy crap! 
my cell phone is in that fire. And so I was going to run and go see if I could get it. But I saw these four snakes flying away from the camp's fire that was in it. And when I say campfire, I mean camp on fire. And so the guy in his underwear and some other guys said, get your backpacks. We're going to run away from the fire. I thought that was a good idea because fire is hot and I don't like that. And my skin did not like that. I felt like I was on fire, too. So we went out to the field and we got bored. So uh, Zane said, hey. Let's sing some songs. And I said, heck with that. I'm dancing. And so we danced the night away. <laughs> but we got really tired. So I laid on top of this big fat kid for a couple hours and tried to sleep. <laughs> no way, lols. He farted all night. <laughs> <laughs> then they took us to a synagogue. And I was like, I can't touch anything in here because I smell like ashes and farts. And then that's why I'm calling you. They're sending us to a new camp. Hope you don't know where it is because I don't ever want to come home. Thanks. Bye. Random kid at the, at the thing. You're welcome. <laughs> cue, cue the applause track right there. There it is. Thank you. You know what? He's going to be listening to this on the subway. Uh, I hope you have your headphones on. on. Let's <laughs> go. No, he needs to unplug it and replay it if that's the case. And then, and then everybody can like everybody on the subway can be like, "Hey, this is me." He's talking about me in this. <laughs> so now I was I was another random kid. That was just me being another random kid. So I don't know. <laughs> I tried to make it as random as possible, but while still sticking to the original, you know, material. Yeah. That's that's what we do. Hey, let's do this. This is when we rewind the week and try to think of something funny or annoying or crazy from the last seven days or so. Who wants to go first? John, I think you do. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I will do it. Uh, I actually had a real life. Ex well, all my weekly updates are always real life experiences, just so you know that. But this happened and after it happened, I was so glad because I thought I've got a weekly update and it's good. So I um, remember when I came to visit back, what was it, June? Yeah. I had a little bit of a beard then, right? Right. I hadn't shaved it. I hadn't touched my face. I hadn't even trimmed it since then. So oh, wow. my beard has been growing for a few months and it was getting pretty big and untamed and unkempt. And I you know, was keeping the product in it to make it somewhat manageable. But I, I, I needed to do something. And um, I have a friend who's a, a bearded guy, and he goes to this this men's, um, I don't what, I, I guess it's a barber shop. Okay, but it's it's like just guys there though. They, they only cut guys' hair. So yeah, that's a barber like shop. Yeah. Okay. All right, but, but it was pretty cool. And so I was like, well, you know, his beard always looks really good. And he's got a guy that trims it up. And I thought maybe, you know, since I don't have any hair on top of my head, maybe I should splurge a little bit and get my beard shaped and trimmed. That'd look be cool good, as you know? crap. And it, I, that's what I thought, too. So I, I booked an appointment and I got there and um, the, I forgot the name of the guy that Anton or something like that uh, was going to take care of my my face that day so um i get there i sit in the chair and he says yeah what, what do you want to do what do you want with your beard and i said well I, I you know i want to not look so much like um the unabomber and <laughs> you know make me look you know just kind of more professional and stuff and he said yeah i can do that and and he said and he starts explaining i'm gonna you know trim this part of the beard and i'm gonna take your beard we'll taper it down and it, it's gonna look great and so i was like i was i'm excited because yeah. you know, i'm giving him creative license on my face uh, and and it's it's great. And so I lay back in the chair, and he's you know, he's, man, just relax. You just you just enjoy this, and just you know, he didn't talk a lot. Usually when you go into like a, a yeah. salon, a hair salon, they just chatter and blah blah. He said very little. I like that. And I was I was good with that too. And I didn't really know because I'm kind of laying there in this chair. Uh, and he's working on my beard and, you know, the whiskers start flying. So I said, you know what? I'm just, gonna, I didn't say it out loud, but I just <laughs> thought I'm going to go ahead and close my eyes Oh, because uh -oh. I mean, I'm all relaxed and plus those whiskers are flying and they're going to get in my eyes and I didn't want to, my 
eyes to be poked out. So I'm, I'm laying there, can't see my face or anything. And he's going, working on it, doing the, doing his magic. And uh, he, he says, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to trim your eyebrows. And I think, well, that's a great idea because I usually trim my eyebrows when I'm taking care of my face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he takes care of the eyebrows and works on the mustache a little bit and gets the beard all done. And I'm, he's like all done. He's, blows the hair off me and says, all right, now you can go ahead and sit up or take a look at it. And so I sit up and I look in the mirror and the beard looks amazing. I'm like, it's like squared off my cheeks. It looks like a picture of somebody else. Send me a picture. Well, I'll do that. Okay. Awesome. I'll make it the short. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I might have to touch it up a little bit because this was a few days ago, but I scan the beard. I'm like, wow, this is great. And as I'm looking up my face, I realize that I don't have eyebrows anymore. Oh, no. Like, he didn't just trim them. He trimmed them off. He took off your eyebrows. Like, there's still some hair there, but my eyebrow hair <laughs> is so short. <laughs> I, it, I look like I'm surprised and I'm shocked and I'm like, I really do like my facial hair, but I'm not sure how I feel about my eyebrows or the lack thereof. And I just keep thinking, I look so different. And at first I was like, man, I don't even know who I am. I looked like Neo when he came out of the Matrix. And I just, I, I so I have no eyebrows. Wow. I, I look shocked. And, uh, That's important I'm, for a bald man to keep as much... Hair on your face is possible. You got to have a division between your eyes and the top of your head. And that's just gone. It's, it's, I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of light anyways. And so them being so short, uh, it looks like they don't exist. And I mean, I'm feeling like I need to get a Sharpie or something and just kind of touch them up (laughs) that people can tell what my reaction is, except. Oh you know, my goodness! You know, I I found the same thing. I I had my hair cut day before yesterday, and and she ran a razor over you know over a comb, and uh and I realized mine are just gray, mine are just going gray, mm-hmm. and and for some reason I've got ones that are dark, but then go to gray, and uh, all those are gone now. Hmm. So I, I I think I benefit from shadow. Like just the fact that the gray eyebrows are still there, they cast a shadow that make them look darker than they really are. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's the same deal, man. Except I have hair on my over my eyes, like I'm supposed yeah. to, and you don't. I I don't. And uh, did you? I, I remember did when he was doing it. I was, no, I. You know me. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I did leave him a nice tip too. So, because the beard looked great. Here's a tip uh, for my eyebrows. If, yeah, leave my eyebrows. I'll just leave a little, can you, can just you, a little off the top of the eyebrows. Can you put them in a little bag for me? I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to have kept those. I remember when he was, cause he used like clippers on them. And I was thinking, I hope there's a guide on that because that feels awful close to my face. Maybe and, it's uh, a trendy thing. Maybe, maybe, I mean, did he have eyebrows? Uh, maybe it's a cult. Maybe you went to a cult. <laughs> <laughs> to a cult yeah yeah that might have been it i you're, don't you're know in a cult now john great uh that's not gonna be good for your job true. at a christian church <laughs> yeah. people are gonna be like wow your beard looks so- where are your eyebrows at john why you look so surprised you're part of them aren't you mm-hmm. you're one of them you're one of those people that overheat dryers Burn down, <laughs> burn down Jewish campsites. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Pickup truck, I'm you ball headed freak. Get out of here! So, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, I just made you a, a white supremacist, by the way. Oh, oh crap! <laughs> they come. They don't have eyebrows either, do no, they? I don't know. <laughs> Let's just not talk about it anymore. Let's move along. Move along with the stories. Okay, so my weekly update is that I'm taking an online course. Yeah, oh. yeah. I I'm learning. I am doing what they call a tech degree, where I am learning PHP. 
the the, cool. the language. And boy, oh boy, am I stupid. I just feel so dumb. I don't know why you would feel dumb tr- when you're trying to learn, but I do. It it's like you it it, it seems like <laughs> that if you're someone who doesn't know something and you're trying to learn something that that would make you feel like a smart person. You know what I'm saying? Like you're being empowered with knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not no longer not learning. If that makes sense. I'm yes. be- I'm better I'm a better person than I was because I'm trying to learn. But it's not the way it feels. I just feel like a stupid idiot. I feel like a boat who who was sitting up in a in a in a in a you know a boat storage facility is like oh I'm an awesome boat man I can I, I I'm a floater I could just sail I am the man yeah. and then somebody put me in the water and I'm sinking and and I'm just like oh my gosh what in the what in the world I I I need somebody to teach me how to be a boat because I feel stupid. <laughs> And and that's the way I feel. I I am so bad at this. I, I mean, I'm learning stuff. Don't get me wrong, but the, it's a series of videos. And there's this one lady. She talks so fast that I. It's like she's not even speaking English. <laughs> and, Maybe you got the video on two x speed. Well, that's the thing. It does have a, a thing that allows you to slow it down, and I have to slow her down. Not seventy five percent, but fifty percent. So that she's Whoa. literally talking to me like this. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't understand the things she's saying because she's talking about the variable of this array and then the key of the format and the dingle thing and the triclops of the right side of the of the <laughs> key fob, you know, and she's talking about this and telling me what I need to do. And I can't understand her English at full speed. Mm. And so I slow her down. I feel like I'm a baby and somebody's trying to get me to eat a piece of meat. And Mm. I'm like, can you please just eat that yourself and then express it into a bottle? And then feed it to me that way, because <laughs> I am an infant incapable of handling that chunk of meat. Can only digest so much. <laughs> I, can, I need it to be milkified for me, which I'm sure mm. is a scientific term. It is. I just read it. <sighs> so I'm that. I'm just expressing my frustration. The, the 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 course is great. The teacher, I wouldn't change a thing about her, except for how she sounds at fifty. Percent. <laughs> I wish she didn't sound like a special, you know, like she was special in some way. But that's my fault, not hers. Um, but she does talk really fast because I'll turn it up to one hundred percent, and it's like, and I don't get it. Hopefully, she doesn't have an accent. But I'm telling you, I'm wondering why I'm even trying. Why? What are you doing? You? What are you doing? Go back, boat. Go back and hang up in the boat hang up place mm. and and just think about how awesome you would be if you actually tried to be a boat. Don't don't actually get in the water and and try it out because I don't know, you would think learning makes you feel smart, but learning makes you feel really dumb. Is there anybody else that has my back on this cuz goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, I when I'm in a well when I'm in a room full of people and learning, trying to learn something, I don't want to be the first guy to raise his hand and say, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Ugh. so yeah, I, but you're, this is all online. I think it's harder to learn stuff through video, to be honest. Really? Yeah. For me, if there's a physical person in there, I can make eye contact with them. They're, you know, connecting with me. I, I think this video is harder to do. Well, the biggest problem I'm having is I don't know whether my pace is normal or if I'm a slowby. They say it's going to take about four months to get through this program, but I don't know. Am I, am I oh. ahead of the class? Am I average? And I know what they're going to say. Oh, just move at your pace. Just move at your pace. We don't care how long it takes you because we're getting $200 a month from you. And, and, and I, I want to finish on time, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know how how much 
I'm supposed to get through. And I don't want to just choke it down and just to be able to ace a test and then forget everything. So I don't know. I don't know. And if there's any PHP buddies out there, if I have just opened up my, you know, a, a side of the world that I can be friends with that are PHP buddies, if that's what we call ourselves, I, there's probably a better name. But if you're a PHP mm-hmm. buddy of mine now, you can make contact pals. and and maybe yeah. I'll hit you with some questions and you can help me because <laughs> I'm getting it, but it's it's a slow, painful process. I have wanted to beat my face into the monitor many, many, many times. I have I I want to grab a hammer and just beat my brains in because I'm just so sure that what I'm doing is supposed to work. But computers now, are so literal that they're yeah. stupid. They're so if, literal. If then statements, right? Yeah, or, or, or even just punctuation and syntax okay. and stuff. If you get one thing wrong, it can't even guess what you were trying to do. It can't even possibly remotely understand what you were trying to get it to do. I don't know how anyone can take something like an iPhone OS or an OS for a computer where a billion people are going to touch it and mess with it and 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 fart around with it every possible way <laughs> that is possible, you know, and and it run without constantly showing errors and crashing and just I have so much respect for programmers now that because computers are not user friendly. There is no such <laughs> thing as a user friendly computer. Computers hate you. But they want to destroy you. Somehow a man has gotten in there and and figured out a way to program it to make it feel like it's user friendly and feel mm. like that you're not a complete moron when you push the wrong button or do the wrong thing. I I I I want to throw my hands up and quit. I really do because I I don't even know and I'm just on the don't cusp. Give up. I know, I know. I never follow through with anything except for podcasting, and every now and then I quit that too. So I'm really going to try to stay with it, but it is it is rough because I keep asking myself, "What am I doing this for, really? What am I doing it for?" It's better than sitting around playing Minecraft, but um, maybe it just doesn't feel very good. And and I want it to feel good. I want to feel smart, and and I guess I'll get to a point where I'm doing projects and stuff. And maybe yeah. I'll feel smart then, or maybe I'll want to bash my head in with a hammer again. I don't know. But and PHP uh, is web stuff, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's like back end web- server side, you know, web stuff. But maybe somebody out there is is doing the same thing or has done something like that, and you can just give me some some words of wisdom and just help me get through this phase because I'm sure I'll feel better. But right now, I've learned a lot of stuff, and I feel like an idiot. So there you go. There's my weekly update, a cry for help from the community. Hmm, well, <laughs> I, I for one, applaud your venturing out into uh, new depths of... of well, I figure I got nothing else to do. Knowledge. I might as well do something, you know? I might as well yeah. learn. And, and I thought, that was a great idea. James, you can learn stuff. You can learn how to do... Maybe you can start creating themes for wordpress or something like that you know i don't know what i'm thinking about now i don't know what but sounds hard it is hard dadgummit it's hard and i i i I feel a tiny bit better having spilled the beans here on the show but not better enough so let's do this instead we're going to take the human lie detector test yeah Human lie detector is where one of us tells a story, whether it's a lie or a truth is up for the other one to interpret and figure Mm. out and investigate with a series of three questions followed by a guess. And um, I don't know the, I don't know the ranking so far, but I I know that you are more accurate with uh, being able to ascertain whether or not I'm telling the truth. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see about today. Okay. All right. So I, it's my turn to lie or tell the truth. And so today's story is pretty simple. Basically, there was a teacher, an English teacher, when I was in high school. And I do not remember her name, but she was kind of a silly lady and nice. But she let us get away with a little too much. 
you know? And so there was a lot of times where she would be out of the room and people would get up out of their seats and move around. And even though I was a kid that never, never did anything wrong, uh, like getting out of my seat and writing on the board or trying to look outside to see if somebody was coming or whatever, I, I did. I, I took advantage. And um, one time when she was gone, I got up and I went to her desk and her grade book was sitting open. And I took a stapler and I opened the stapler and I stapled through the, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the test. I mean, the, the grade book, I stapled it to the desk like eight times, nine times, just boom, 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 all the way through. So I thought it'd be funny because then she would not be able to open her, you know, close her, her grade book. (laughs) And uh, okay. I let it sit there for a while, and then, and it started to bother me. <laughs> so I went back, and I um, I tried to peel up the grade book myself, but it wouldn't move. And mm. so I gave up and went back and sat down. And um, the class ended before she came back, and I never – I think the next day she mentioned something about somebody – stapled her her book to the desk um but nobody ever accused me and i never owned up and i really didn't ever feel guilty about it which was odd for me so um but it was my probably the one and only time i ever did anything like that because i was always scared of getting caught or getting in trouble but uh Uh so there it is there's my there's my story and you get to ask up to three questions now up to three questions. All right. You said this was high school, so that's not a question. You don't remember the teacher's name, so no, that's not a question. not at all. What was the desk made out of? Oh, you know, um, those old desks, uh, it, it, I don't know if it was metal or wood, but the tops were always the same. It was like uh, that particle board stuff with that thin laminate on top uh-huh. and then a metal border. All the way around the outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was still that kind. I mean, this is Georgia. So they had desks from the 50s, you know. I'm thinking it was like those military base desks that, (laughs) you know, you could hide underneath and the building could crash down on top of it and And you'd be safe. You'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a big desk. It was sitting catty cornered uh, against the window and uh, with her chair in the back of the corner. so yeah did your window face the pizza hut or did it face the football field? oh that's a good question look at you um it was far enough down the <laughs> building you couldn't see pizza hut but you could see hardy's okay oh it was on that side of the yeah okay uh-huh. and uh <laughs> that, so that, that means- was an impressive question i gotta give you credit for that one <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I'm picturing that I never set foot in that school, right? Not once in my life, but I could see it from uh-huh. where, you know, um, <laughs> that's crazy. I feel like I just had a dream about going down to St. Mary's <laughs> recently. That's weird. Um, all right, and uh, my last question is: uh, Was this? You said it was an English class, right? Yes. Okay. Um, were there any other students in there or just you? No, there were other students. Everybody was okay. kind of up talking, passing notes, you know, just doing normal stuff that people do when the teacher's been gone just a little too long. Okay. This and that was in the the early 90s. Okay, I'm going to have to say uh James, I'm sorry, but I don't believe you. <gasps> you don't? I don't. Dude, it was true. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I did it. I really did. You would get up in front of the rest of the kids in the class. It was the 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 desk was in the back of the room, facing the front of the room. Oh my goodness! And you were in the back of the room. Yeah, and I and I just going to go over here and staple the and I staple it. I never had done anything like that before in my life, and never since. Uh, See, you said that, but I thought that you were just trying to throw me off. I know. I was trying to throw you off. You did throw me off because I believed it and believed it enough 
to think that, that you sorry. weren't telling the truth. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. I can't do it. Man, I thought I would have this one. I was like, I told the truth this time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but you, okay. you, you can tell the truth and make it sound like a lie. So, yeah, especially if it's out of character for you. Right. No, I, I really was relying I, on that. I really did do it. And, and it was a one and only time thing. And she was Man. just the kind that would never follow up with any of her threats. And I had little to no respect for her except that i liked her i thought she was fun <laughs> but but it, yeah it just it meant that i just did that and as a as a practical joke not to be mean um yeah but i did go back and try to fix it before she got back and i couldn't get it out of the desk so. <laughs> that was great then i wish i could have seen that happen yeah, I mean, I saw it mentally, but the, I was also thinking, ah, this is a baloney story. No, There's- just just my luck too. Like I said, she <laughs> she didn't uh, didn't react to it very badly or or anything. I think a couple days later, she had she mentioned something like somebody stapled my thing to the desk, and you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, James? And I'm like, no, ma'am. <laughs> you know, so that was that was about the extent of it, right there. I'm surprised that a teacher could be out of the classroom that long. Well, it didn't not, take long, but yeah, but yeah they I mean, 10 minutes or so. That's a long but time. You did. She you, like the class was over. You all left and she still wasn't back. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Not a probably not a great teacher in, in retrospect. Well, uh, it would never happen in today's society, I'm sure. But back I, I in would hope the not. early 90s. We taught ourselves everything we knew, anyways. Right? That's right, right. It's right, and we both we, we walked did up papers without Google. That's right. We we had to type them out, and yep. if and if we made enough mistakes, you had to pull the paper and start over, all over. Oh, I hated that. Oh, because because you could use whiteout a little bit, but man, if you really monkeyed it up, it was, it was <laughs> like a whole sentence is in the wrong place. You had to oh, that start was the over, worst dude. To pull that paper out of the <laughs> or or pull it out and then try to get it back into place. Like you yeah. accidentally let that thing loose and it shifted and just so mm. so half the page is cockeyed from the rest of the paragraph opening paragraph. Uh, just so many things the kids don't know about these days. Yeah. There's just no way they could understand. What's a keyboarding class? You learn how to play keyboard? I saw a graphic on Facebook the other day, and it said, Today's kids will never know the struggles of being in the car with an NES uh, or a Game Boy and having to play at night to the lights of the streetlights going past. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the struggle? <laughs> That's that your just, struggle. We didn't have anything to do in the car at night other than look at those lights. Yeah, and, and try to make out the the <laughs> letters on the people's tail license. Yeah, yeah. Oh, reading. I see a Z. I see a Z. Uh, reading, reading people's bumper stickers and stuff, it just, and slapping each <laughs> other in the back seat. That's what we did. So I don't know. I don't know. I also saw one that said that today's kids will never know the relation between these two objects. One was a pencil. The other one was a cassette tape. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I'm just going to leave that there so that the yeah. kids that listen to the show will wonder what in the world the relationship is. But John knows and I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good uh, thing. Let's do some uh, listener stories. We got some. Okay. This one's called Door Bat, and it comes to us from Jane from Noblesville, Indiana. She says, in college, I rented a small apartment on the second story of an old house. The older lady owned the house and decided it was too much for her to attend to, so she converted the second story into two small one-bedroom apartments, and then she lived on the first story. Sounds like the opening of a good horror movie to me. (laughs) College student rents a (laughs) one-room apartment Uh. above an old lady. And she said, I ended up forming a friendship with the other gal who lived across the hall from me. By the way, she we never saw the old lady that lived downstairs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Maybe it was a bosom buddies kind of situation in the 
the old lady was dressing up like a young lady. Oh, maybe so. She says, now that I think about it, it was kind of bizarre. But one evening, I came home from class, headed up the stairs. I reach in my purse and get out my keys. And I walk to my door. I start to put the key in the lock when I realize there is a bat hanging on my door. (laughs) It says cue music. I had to play it. Um, It's hanging on my door like a flipping door knocker. (laughs) how did it get there why is it on my door so i raced to my friend's apartment across the hall bang on her door and rush into her apartment as she opens it up i frantically tell her there's a bat on my door (laughs) it's inside of a house too that's crazy (laughs) crazy upstairs she and i start assessing the situation and quickly determine that one of my prankster friends must have played a joke on me so we call him and he assures us he doesn't know anything about it so here we are Two educated women, 20 years old, studying nursing and economics, and were peeking out her door and squealing like two (laughs) eight-year-olds. I love it. In our wisdom, we decided to... (laughs) See, the thing is, I would be in the same boat. (laughs) We would have been on the other side of the door squealing. (laughs) I I hate bats, man, and they turned me into an eight-year-old girl as well, so... Uh, there's no shame in that, in my opinion, at all. So in our wisdom, we decided we were going to check and see if the bat was real. Maybe it was a stuffed toy and my prankster friend was a big fat liar. Or maybe mm. it's real. And if that's the case, what do we do with a bat? <laughs> so my friend and I feel it is in our best interest to throw something at it. See if we can get it to fly away or fly around. It's more like it. I have get no out of there. Yeah, I have no idea where it would fly. We shared an indoor foyer. Anyway, we throw a stuffed animal at it, and the bat does not move. (laughs) We throw another stuffed animal, (laughs) and it flutters a little and falls to the ground in front of my door. That's it. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm just leaving my belongings. I'm finding a new place to live. (laughs) We have learned the following. One, it is alive, and two, it is still causing me to be unable to get into my apartment. So I, I call our landlord, and he is not home, and I have to leave a message. This was before cell phones, and my friend and I determined that if I can jump over it somehow, I can quickly get into my apartment. This seemed like a good idea at the time. What I didn't think through was the next morning. All night, I fret over this bat. Is it going to get into my apartment? <laughs> what if it does? So the next morning, I slowly open the door, hoping it doesn't find renewed energy and fly into my hair or something. Fortunately, there is no bat outside my door. Where did it go? I raced outside as quick as I could, just in case it was still around, got in my car and went to class. Later that day, I got a voicemail from my landlord. He said he had removed the bat before I had left for class. He then proceeds to tell me, it's a good thing you girls didn't kill that bat. It's an Indiana Brown bat. They're in danger. They're in danger. Well, they're going to be in danger. They get in front of her door again. She's like, are you kidding me? That's what you're worried about? I had a flipping bat on my door, and you're worried that I was going to decrease the endangered bat population? (laughs) (laughs) Then he continues by telling me he thinks that it had gotten into the attic, found a way into into the foyer, got confused, and couldn't find a way out. By the time my landlord found the bat, the bat was lethargic and was no danger to me or my friend. How the heck would I have known any of this? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he gently returned it to the wild, where I'm sure that the bat tells his kids about his night out back in the 90s. Today, I live in the country, and I'm surrounded by trees and fields, and I see bats almost every night. But I have never had one set up shop on my front door like a dang door knocker the night I did back in college. Thank you guys for making me laugh in a world with so much seriousness it is refreshing to hear funny stories that make me laugh out loud. Oh. Sincerely, Jane from Noblesville, Indiana. Thank you so much. Thank Hands you, Jane. Great story. Absolutely. Well written indeed. Absolutely. Oh, man, a bat on a door. I hate bats, dude. I, I went to the, let the, the garbage out. That's that's not the way you say <laughs> that. That's what I you do. I went to let the garbage I went to let the dogs out. I, I went to take the garbage out. <laughs> take it out and this bat did this weird move where it flew down in front of me and 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 hit the garage and then flew back up at the same arc that close to my face again and i almost lost it bats are so gross they're they're like rubber bats but alive (laughs) 
And I know that sounds yeah. stupid, but that's They're how they flopping. fly. No, yeah. It's like somebody's got them on a stick and they just spin them around and they They're all floppy and stuff. It's it's not the right way animals are supposed to behave. So, I yeah, they, I feel they, it, Jane. I'm feel it for you. It's sporadic. They're very random. I randomly flying things. Well, I got a good story here for you, James. All right. It has no bats, but it does involve the moon. Okay. The moon on a Sunday morning. Ooh. So here it comes to us from Emily Shearer in Tennessee. And she says, at church, my husband and I sit on the fourth row from the front, which means that's pretty close to the front, right? Yeah. Very, very few people sit in the front pews and, uh, and, and probably very few sit in front of us. So the majority of the congregation gets a good view of my attempts to control Jane, my three-year-old daughter and all of her antics during the service. Poor thing. Yeah, that's a lot of work, man. A three-year-old in church? Ugh. I don't, I don't think I ever brought my three-year-olds in church. They had a nursery, and that's where they yeah, stayed. Yeah, or a trash can or something. I mean, dang. <laughs> Benadryl. No. So one Sunday shortly after the pastor had begun preaching the sermon, Jane whispered to me, asking if she could go to the potty by herself. Uh. I'd let her take the trip solo the previous Sunday. And then had rather enjoyed the reprieve, so I consented, and off she scuttled down the aisle. I, I love how this is written because I can <laughs> I can, I can see, see her scuttling, one. yeah, three year old scuttling down the aisle. I'm happy. I, I'm a big girl. I'm going in a potty all by myself. Yeah, today's the day I go to the bathroom by myself. Three years old, by the way. Um, and so uh, what I had forgotten was that the previous Sunday she had been wearing pants. This time she was wearing a dress and tights. Uh oh. Upon her return, Jane scooted into the aisle, looked at me, whirled around to face away from me, and hissed out in the kind of whisper that is louder than just softly talking <laughs> pants. <laughs> she hoisted up her dress, bent down, and proceeded to moon 90% of the oh, congregation. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, children. (laughs) Uh, Tights are not as easy to pull up, especially for a three-year-old. So now on Sunday mornings, I accompany my daughter to the restroom like a responsible adult. (laughs) Because you weren't. You weren't responsible. (laughs) You weren't. You were trying to to get away with it, Emily. (laughs) She's trying to give her daughter some independence. You know, (laughs) going to the bathroom is a a big deal. Well, no, but it's also a wonderful thing as your kids grow up and begin to do things by themselves. And it is way too easy to let them do it before they're technically capable. <laughs> because it's it's such a, like she said, it's a reprieve. It's a relief. Yeah, it's yeah like, my kid's growing up. I don't have to wipe her for the love of God, you know? <laughs> oh. I remember wiping. Dad, what? Come wipe me. Ah. Today, wipe my butt. I think people forget about those days. I think I just did until just now. I oh, I, I can't remember. I, the, I I don't remember when it stopped, but I was, was very happy when it did it. I'm sure it stopped well well before it was really hmm. really, you know, before it was really ready to stop because I was ready to stop. <laughs> so, uh, oh my goodness, that's why yeah. you got nurseries, people. You must go yeah. to a small church or, yeah. you, or you must have a terrible nursery. That that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It does. Some churches have terrible nurseries and There's nobody no will. I'm putting my kid in there. They're going to come out without fingers. Speaking of nurseries, we do have, uh, crazily enough, another nursery story. This one comes to us from Megan Johnson and it uh, it's a voicemail. So listen up. Hi, James and John. This is Hi. Megan Johnson from Arizona. So I used to work in the nursery at my church, which I really loved. You know, I love holding babies, playing with them, the whole thing. Um, but I did not enjoy the whole diaper aspect of them, nor <laughs> yeah. does anybody. An but somehow person. I managed to get away with never having to change a diaper, which was kind of crazy. But um, anyways, so, you know, most parents will bring in a diaper, some wipes, a baby bottle, whatever, with their kids. So this one Sunday morning in particular, we had one little girl left. Um, just waiting for her grandma to come and pick her up. Eventually she does, thankfully. 
and I go to hand her hand the baby over to her grandma and then I go to grab her unused diaper and a little craft thing that she did so I go to hand them to her grandma and I say she did a craft and here's her diaper the grandma responds by saying oh she didn't I was super confused, so I just agreed and you know, said, have a good day, goodbye, whatever. But then I stood there thinking for a second, and I realized what the grandma heard me say was, she didn't crap, here's her diaper. I would just like to say that I never use crap as a verb because I just kind of think that's gross and I, I don't like it. But I especially would never use it as a verb to somebody's grandmother, especially in church. So, I don't know, but the grandma seemed chill with it, so I guess it's fine, but yeah, just a little interesting experience and thought y'all would enjoy hearing the story. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> she, she didn't crap, but here's her diaper. Oh, uh, Lord. Crap in her diaper. Uh, oh, really? Right. Oh, okay. Fantastic. It's very rare. Name? She crapped three times on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use crap as a verb. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She, very proper. Oh, I, I wish I, I felt a little convicted when she, when I read when I heard that first that part the first time. I was like, "Well, I use it like it's my favorite word." Well, I use it as a noun all the time, but I don't. Hey, everybody, I got to go take a crap. Okay, <laughs> that's a verb. I don't usually oh. say that. Uh, <laughs> she didn't crap. Here's her diaper. That is the best voicemail we've had for a while. That was awesome. We've got some really good ones. I know. One I know. I'm going to give my little hand yeah. again for that one. Thank you, Megan. Oh, so yeah. great. Yeah. She did a craft. And here's <laughs> she, her diaper. She, she didn't crap. Here's her diaper. <laughs> she didn't crap. Here's and Grandma's diaper. like, oh, okay. Yeah, no oh, big man, deal. I'm, I'm the last one to pick up my kid. That means I don't care about her very much anyway. So. <laughs> Don't get a don't get a former children's pastor started about pickup orders. Oh, oh man, yeah, you, you know which kids aren't loved by how long it takes the kids' parents to it's come. It's always and get them. the staff kids. No, well, that, that's understandable. There. Now that's understandable. I'm talking about the kids that their parents are over there just chatting it up for oh, 45 yeah. minutes, and then on the way out of the car, they go, "Oh, by the way, we got Jenny." <laughs> We forgot about Jenny and, and, and my whole family and everybody, me and the PKs are waiting with poor little Jenny who's sitting there on the back row knowing that she's unloved. Yeah, don't Aww. don't get me started. No, I always had nothing but grace for staff kids, man. We we would yeah. put them to work and they loved it. They loved having extra things to do. And we would uh, take the kids to the parents and stuff like that. But when it's just you and you're chatting it up, come get your kid. And then go chat it up. How about that? Yeah. Let your kid run around the building and go play in the parking lot, whatever. That's uh, what they do. But that's what they should do. So if you're one of those yeah. parents that, that pick up late, stop it. It makes your kid feel like they, that you don't love them. So. Yeah. And it, it, it's all bets are off, though, if you're on staff because, you yes. know. Yes. Take as long as you need. That's not your fault. That's right. So uh, this one is called ripe for harvest and it's from Matt Charleston. It's our last story for today. And John, it is, it is custom made for your butt. So oh, here we go. Goody. I look forward to it. And so is my butt. Hey, James and John, I have a story that I figured okay. would give John the giggles with his appreciation mm. for fart humor. They, they just know you so well. So uh, it's so nice to be known, uh, to provide some context. My church has a program, which we call the Academy where members can earn credits toward a seminary degree. This program includes a weekend intensive, which involves sitting in a classroom for eight hours on a Saturday with lunch provided. Have you ever done an intensive before, John? Yeah, I there, feel like. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason they call them intensives. It, it, is, it is intense. It's intensive. Uh, one semester, we had a professor from one of the top seminaries in the country visit our church and teach this Saturday class. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but. With us having this late night class and the night before having an early morning class, I had two to three cups of coffee that morning with no change in my energy. This comes into play later. We Later, we break for lunch. It's provided by Qdoba. Mm. 
which is usually delicious, but for some reason, I had a very it had very bad effects on my stomach that day. An hour after lunch, I start getting rumbles in my stomach, and I have to leave for the bathroom. <laughs> the issue with leaving, though, is that the hallway to the bathroom is directly behind the teacher, where all your classmates can mm. see you, and they know you need to use the bathroom. So oh, no. before heading to the men's room, after going through the hall, my stomach rumbles. Ease, ease up, though. It eases up. And, and my body makes sounds similar, similar <laughs> to a badly tuned tiny trumpet. <laughs> so... No longer needing to use the bathroom, I stand there for a few seconds because I don't want the people to wonder why I returned from my adventure so quickly. And I eventually go and sit back down and continue listening to the lecture. Not too long, though. The rumbles come no, back. No. It's time time for rumbles part two. Mm. And I had to leave the classroom Not again. Good. This time I made it to the bathroom where all I had was a stomach of lies and deceit and smelly air. <laughs> He's pretty and pretty classy with this, I got to say. Stomach of lies. A stomach of lies and deceit and smelly air. Disappointed, I just walked out of the bathroom through the hallway, crop dusting <laughs> as I went. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the title Ripe for Harvest came from. Ripe for Harvest. He's, he's crop dusting. He's, 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 he's cropping the, the, the wheat there as it grows, but... Uh, <laughs> as I go to sit back in my seat, I notice my pastor is in the back leaning, leaning to look at me with a, what are you doing? Look on his face. I shrug a little and sit back down and I find a text from my friend from the same classroom. And all it had was the smiling poo emoji. <laughs> I, I tried hard to stifle my laugh from receiving this text, which caused me to shake. <laughs> oh no. It was at this time Pressure that the energy building. from my coffee from earlier hits me and caused me to sweat. With sudden energy from my coffee and the shaking of stifled laughter, my stomach decided it was time for our friend from lunch <laughs> to make an exit from the back. Having to hold this in, as well as my laughter, sweat pouring from my head as the sudden rush of coffee energy entered mm. in the fear of another scolding from my pastor it made for the most uncomfortable lecture for the next hour until the teacher released us for break. And I once oh. again headed for the bathroom. The, no. ne the next day at church, I was talking about the whole thing with one of my friends who noticed my constant movement when we were joined by his wife who says, is it just me or did the Qdoba from yesterday make us all gassy? <laughs> <laughs> I could only laugh as it made me more than gassy. <laughs> in this situation <laughs> i hope this story makes y'all laugh and thank you for giving me laughter with the past couple of years for the past couple of years uh church crop duster matt carlson stalker <laughs> stalkers charleston oh charleston is not safe because matt's there and so is kidoba oh my goodness that oh. is that's it, the worst it is being the worst. trapped i mean why do you put the exit behind the lecturer it's terrible <laughs> Oh, maybe that's why they did it. I don't they, know. They, that was intentional. I don't know. My, like my kids' school has a chapel, and it's set up like that. There's doors in the back, but they lead out toward the traditional entrance of the building, you know. But nobody uses those doors. They come in the side doors, and the side doors are right up there next to the stage. And so oh. anybody coming or going has to go up the side of the building and then in full view of the entire congregation oh, four man. rows you know or four columns and i don't know how many rows back uh they have to go out that way and and i'm like i'll never come to this church <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i will everybody will know how many times i go to the potty and that would yep. be very embarrassing so well mm. that's our show for today man that's it. That is it. Hey, do you have oh, a man. do you have a funny story out there, you people, about celebrating a burning camp building? How about trying to kill an endangered species? <laughs> you have a story about allowing your daughter to expose herself at church? How about using a near swear word on the elderly? Or do you have a story about turning yourself into a living natural gas canister? Whatever oh, you've nice. got, send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. And if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram for a lot of fun during the week at That Story Show. Review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. That always helps a lot. And if you like this show, check out the show I do with my daughter. 
It's a lot like this one. It's called Red School Bus. It's at rsbcast.com or look us up in iTunes. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With very special thanks to James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Janusz Striesbeck, and Carrie Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed and don't get depressed. Just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. It was an awesome show. I love that voicemail. My favorite of all. Yeah, that was a good one. But I love you even more, John. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.